The following podcast is a TJ DeSantis production. Comments, questions, and inquiries can be sent to DeSantisProd at gmail.com. Are you talking shift? We are. It's time for the We're Talking Shift podcast. Now, now, now. Here to talk shift are your hosts, Lori Bischoff and Candace Parisi. We're talking shift. Hi, I'm Lori Bischoff. And I'm Candace Parisi, and we're talking shifts. Today, we're going to be talking about the perils of revenge. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> but before, before we talk about that serious subject, I, I need to tell you something. So the other day, I was driving down the road. Right. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> I stopped at a train that was going. It was probably like a 25-minute train. It just kept going by. Just millions of cars of trains. <laughs> um, I don't know what was in these things, but probably coal, right? Is that what <laughs> that's what trains take nowadays? You know, I'm not sure. It seems like every time I see a train, um, I don't see anything in there. <laughs> it's just going nowhere. I don't know what's going on. Yeah. Yeah, and so it reminded me of the time where you were like... I have a bucket list mm-hmm. and one of the things on my bucket list is to oh, yes. jump on a moving train. Yeah, it mm-hmm. is. I want to hop a moving train. I think that that would be a really, before I die, I just think it'd be great to be like, yep, there was that one time to my grandkids, <laughs> grandma. Yeah. I just don't think you, grandma you've put hop all a, hopped a moving train. <laughs> yeah. I'll tell you about it. I don't think you put all the thoughts into it because as I was sitting there for 25 minutes watching these cars go by one by one on this train, <laughs> I realized that it's going somewhere and I thought about your bucket list mm-hmm. and I think it's a poor idea. I don't... <laughs> poor. <laughs> Where are you going to be going? Like, are you going to hop right back off? Are you going to go 500 miles? Are you going to sit on a bunch of coal? Well, all right. First of all, I have thought through this. <laughs> A little. Okay. A little. Okay. All right. Um, I've hit a couple of obstacles in, in my in my thoughts, so I'm I'm still planning and plotting. Um, you can't hop on a, a a moving train where there's not an empty car for you to get into. So I'm not going to jump on something that's full of coal. Uh, right. Good call. So that wouldn't okay. work. Okay. All right. Um, so I'm, I'm looking for something that's uh, moving very slow. Okay. <laughs> okay. Extremely slow. Like it's just starting out. Okay. You know, it hasn't really picked up speed yet. I mean, I'm not going to hop a train moving at 80 miles an hour, no. obviously. <laughs> that's okay. I'm not going to be on horseback call. racing up the side of the track like a bandit trying mm-hmm. to jump on the train. Right. Okay, so it's got to be something, you know, I'm realistic. <laughs> Obviously. So. Obviously. It would have been a cooler story for your grandkids, though, if I, you were on a horse. It would be. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, I don't know. I'm Again, again, I'm realistic. Yeah, you so are. So this is going to be a train that is moving at a reasonably slow pace. Okay. Um, and my thought was, originally I was thinking, yeah, maybe I could find one where I know where the end point is so I could just like, you know, pack a little lunch, have a backpack and hop on it, ride it for um, maybe, you know, just like to the next town, to the next stop, have a sandwich. <laughs> right. Which you, I, you know, you I have don't. have to have when you're, when you're jumping on a train. <laughs> I don't normally eat them, but mm. I'm not a sandwich person, but it just seemed like the thing to do in a train car right while i'm you know waiting for 
for it to slow down enough for me to jump off without breaking my legs. Right. You need those extra carbs and that ham and cheese right. and mustard. Yeah. So to give you the energy. Yeah. So that's that's the thing. You know, that way I can I can um, whip up my camera. Um, if it's slow enough, I might even be able to do a, a quick selfie. <laughs> As soon as I grab on yeah. with one hand, selfie with the other, selfie with the other, oh maybe a little video. Oh so boy. it's like total. You can see that it's moving. Mm-hmm. I don't want to try to swerve anybody and fake it. Yeah, no way. The real deal. Yeah. I'm not into faking it. So, no. so that's my thing. And, uh, you know what? If, uh, I've got a plan B, if I can't find one where I can, you know, get, uh, get the schedule, mm-hmm. um, then I'm just going to like ride it for a little ways, mm-hmm. like maybe a mile or two. That way I can, uh, I can hop off and, uh, just jog on back to my vehicle. <laughs> That's my thought. I like it. I think it's, I think it's, it's great. I think it's good. It's something you got to do by yourself. It feels like a, like a lone ranger thing. Where you think? Yeah. I don't know. Like, do you have somebody else like... Maybe. I mean, I kind of want to do it with you, but um. I know it's <laughs> I'm telling you, I've shared this bucket list mm-hmm. um, idea with several friends and everybody's like, well, I want to do that with you. So I think that it's not just me. Right. There's a lot more people than you realize that have this on their bucket list or mm. like a secret fantasy. That's my thought. So it could be a whole crowd of us. It could be a whole crowd. Maybe we'll just then hire a film crew. Yeah. We can have a medic on standby. Sure. Like it could be a whole thing. (laughs) (laughs) It no longer is spontaneous at all. No, it's going to be totally planned out. Orchestrated thing. Yeah. The train knows. The train guys. Water bottles to hand it to us along the way, like a marathon. Uh We have them staged. Yeah. Yeah. The inside of the train car is just a spa. <laughs> that would be nice. <laughs> that would be amazing. <laughs> so, I have a bucket list know, uh, yeah, idea me. too. Tell me something. I want to go dog sledding, but like in Alaska or Canada it's to go, uh, you know, have these beautiful dogs and just take off for hundreds of miles to some weird cabin in the middle of nowhere where you can watch the aurora borealis you know the 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 colors in the sky and just the idea of just being pulled you know and the the energy with that i don't know that's a that's a definitely on my bucket list i'm definitely gonna do that i think that sounds amazing Mm -hmm. and i would love to do that if it was toasty warm in alaska (laughs) is there a warm season that dogs Mm -mm. can still sled because i get cold so easy yeah you do i I love sled dogs we owned a sled dog for a little while years ago Mm. Mm -hmm. i purchased uh there was a a woman a local woman here in cody wyoming who was uh selling some of hers and uh we got the lead her lead sled dog her name was serge she was beautiful isn't oh, that cool? Awesome. That's yeah. totally. Was it a husky? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. that's cool. Yeah. Well, I will buy you a electric okay. blanket outfit. Yeah. And then you'll be warm and toasty. I would love it. I would so do that with you mm-hmm. if I'm invited. I don't know. Maybe again, <laughs> it's one of those things you, you don't want anybody along, but should you want company? <laughs> And should you be able to find me something that's electric from head to toe, <laughs> yeah. keep me warm? Yes, I'm there. All right, perfect. All right, it's I'm on the it's on the list. I'm there. Well, good. Well, good. Well, I came across a quote. Let's hear it. That I really like. Just the other day, and the quote is: "The best revenge is no revenge. Move on and be happy." And I think 
that that is a brilliant quote. It's very simple, but the best revenge is no revenge. I think that people carry these grudges. They want to get back at people. It's so heavy. And the best revenge, though, is not to have any because then you're not giving the other person power anymore. So I love this. I love this quote. Yeah, it's simple, to the point, and it's very powerful. It's very true because when you, man, that's a hard one too. Mm -hmm. Many of us really can get caught in that trap of payback. Oh, yeah. You know, that's what that's what it is. You must pay for making me suffer. Mm-hmm. And uh, it is it is a horrible trap to be in because like a trap, it's one that's hard to get out of because it, it just sets up a cycle. Oh, it totally does. And human beings make mistakes and we hurt each other. And so at some point you're going to hurt somebody else, probably several people in your life. And you certainly don't want them to take revenge out on you. And so I think that it's heavy when a person f- holds that uh, that hard place inside of themselves and just carries it around and wants to get somebody back. It just feels like you can't live your life fully. It's true because you're stuck then. Um, you're stuck. You're, you're like a prisoner of that past issue or past story. Mm-hmm. And as long as you keep feeling like I'm going to get you back, as long as you have some version of that vibe going on, you are, um, you can't break free of it. You're, you're just living there. You're keeping it alive. You're mm-hmm. keeping the story alive. And you're actually perpetuating it because you know what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. Then, the, then the person that you know, you feel wronged you that now needs to pay or that you need to re- revenge on, then they're going to do the exact same thing that you're doing. Mm-hmm. So now it's going to be this cycle of drama that just is never ending or it's going to end very, very badly, worse than what the initial, you know, crime, if you will, was. Yeah. And I, I don't know. For myself, I'm I'm just too lazy. I'm just too lazy to want to seek revenge on somebody i'm too lazy to hate i think it takes a lot of work you have to expend so much fucking energy into i have to think about you i have to put energy into you i have to think about the things i want to do the revenge i want to place upon you and it's tiring i don't know how people do it when they're they're doing it chronically in their life i am i'm just lazy to it i just it just takes too much of my time and, and energy, and so I just don't do it at all. If somebody fucks with me, then it happens, and I quickly just drop it because I want to move on. Like, it's not going to be something that keeps me in a space of, you know, fear or keeps me in a space of not living my own life. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the um, your focus is... It's a resource. Mm-hmm. So your, you know, just like your time, your energy, your focus, all of those things are resources that that pull on you. Mm-hmm. So if you give energy to that situation, that person, um, you are. You're just all of your resources are going there. You feel bad. You're consumed with it. You're missing, you know, things that are going on right now that are good. And uh, when you should be focusing on on just what you want to do moving forward, 
and the good things and the possibilities in your life. Instead, you're spending a lot of time spinning your wheels, dwelling on something that somebody else did. And, and really, it's not your job to um, teach somebody else a lesson. Mm -mm. You know, not in that sense. We're not talking parenting here. We're talking people that are Full behaving badly. Right. And you think that somebody's done something to you that was horrible. It's not your job mm -hmm. to teach them now how to how to, to punish them and teach them a lesson and, and get them to, um, you know, see the, the error of their ways. Uh, it's just, it isn't. Don't make it your job. Your job is to manage yourself. Right. Right. So you're telling me then that in your whole life, even when you were a child, you never seeked revenge on anybody ever? Oh, no, I'm not telling you that at all. <laughs> I've been there, girl. Let me just tell you, it didn't end well either. No. To our point. Tell me, I paid. Please. I, I paid for my vengeful ways. <laughs> so yeah, here's. I'll give you a story. Okay, good. Yeah, and I was a slow learner, so it's Were, not like okay. this was the only time. But I eventually got there. Okay. So, gosh, many moons ago, when I was about, I'm thinking I was about seven. Okay. Um, my family lived in uh, in the city, and uh, in Minneapolis. So. You know, when you're in the city, you have uh, the houses are fairly close together and, you know, you have sidewalks and alleys. And, and even if people have uh, fences on their backyards, you can usually see across to all the other houses down the block. You know, there's not big privacy walls and stuff. So I, um, I had friends over. That'll make sense in a minute. I, I had a couple of friends over. Mm -hmm. I thought they were my friends mm. anyway. Kirky and Nikki. Mm, you remember their names? Oh yes, I remember. Uh, I remember their last name too. Oh god! But I'm Let's not going to say it because mm. I don't want anybody that's got my back right now going out <laughs> taking care of business for me on my behalf. So, <laughs> so Kirky and Nikki are over. We're in my bedroom, you know, playing something. I don't know. And uh, I had a, I had a table. I collected rocks. Mm. I, I've always loved them. I had a table, a little table set up in my room, and I had my little rock display on it. And I had my two little favorite polished agates sitting on the top of this, you know, little creation that I had going on. I went in to use the bathroom. I, I left Kirky and Nikki unattended in my bedroom because I trusted them. Mistake. Mistake it, number one. There you go. <laughs> they were like a brother and sister team. Ugh. So I came back out. And the little hoodlums had stolen <laughs> my two favorite agates. What? It was very obvious because they were right there on top. I knew where every <laughs> rock was, and they were gone. And I was, I was very upset. And I said, I know you took my rocks. I think you should give them back. And uh, they refused. They denied, denied, denied because, mm. you know, they're probably in politics now. Yeah. And I... Or in uh, prison. <laughs> So, so anyway, yeah. so I call mom mm -hmm. and I say, mom, Kirky and Nikki stole my two favorite rocks. I think you should search them and get them out because I'm sure they were in their pockets. Right. And uh, I don't think they were quite savvy enough at that young age to hide them like in any secret body cavities or anything. Jeez. So I'm sure they were. 
Probably not. I'm sure they were in their pockets. Yeah. So easy to get. And mom um, said, you know, she's not going to do that, I guess, to her credit. She refused to search them. (laughs) So, uh, all right. So that was the end of play date. You know, they were out and I was upset, but I didn't forget. I did not forget. This was in the summertime. Mm -hmm. Winter comes. Oh, my goodness. The first snowfall. Mm Mm-hmm. And I'm looking um, out my window, and these two little hoodlums have come over to my yard, and they have made trails all over the fresh snow Mm -hmm. in my backyard. And you know, when you're a kid, and you get that first snowfall, it's very important that you're the first one to go out and mess it up. Mm -hmm. You get to be the one to make fresh new trails and build forts and all that. So these two came over and they made trails all through the fresh snow in my backyard. So that's two strikes against him now. I'm hot. <laughs> I am hot. Right? Cut mm-hmm. two. Next fall. See, this this was percolating for some time. The next fall, I look I look uh, across the yards because I can see over, you know, past mm-hmm. the two houses between us down to their house. And I see that the, it's a family outing. They're all uh, leaving. Mm. and it was fall so we had lots of leaves and they had raked up all the leaves in their yard in some nice piles so they pull out of the driveway I gather my little gang of friends and I'm like here's the mission kids we're going on down to the I I almost said their name I shouldn't (laughs) though I shouldn't yeah we're going on down to the Smith's house and and uh, we're gonna we're gonna make some trouble here we get down there I'm like all right here's your job I want you to scatter all of these raked up leaves all over the yard. Wait, wait. How old are you again? Like wait. seven. Okay, yeah. go ahead. Yeah. Seven-ish. Okay. You know, a year a year and a half has gone by my, now. Yeah. So and you're I'm, the leader of these. So, oh, yes. Yeah. Okay. Absolutely. Okay. Hard to imagine, I know. No, yeah. <laughs> so while my little worker bees are yeah. trashing the yard, right. I go check the door because I'm thinking, they're working so hard, I should see if they have any snacks. <laughs> so I go they left the door unlocked I go into their house I go into the kitchen into the fridge I find some apples Mm -hmm. was apple season they Mm -hmm. were delicious (laughs) I come out I'm thinking I'm gonna give my friends some apples and as I'm walking out of the door with apples in hand they return Mm. they pull up they see me they see all of these shenanigans going on, and I am caught red hap- red-handed, mm-hmm. not only trashing the yard, but now I'm a, I'm a thief. I've gone in and yeah, uh, br- breaking and entering and stolen apples. Oh, so <laughs> I, <laughs> I run home as fast as I can. Mm-hmm. I think I just dropped the apples and ran. Good call. Because that's what you do when you're seven. Yeah. <laughs> you're not going to face anything. Mm-mm. So uh, at the end of the day, it worked against me because I got grounded. Oh, I man. got grounded. So that was the thing about when you're going to go out and try to um, have your revenge, teach people a lesson, it's probably going to come back and slap you in the face. Yeah. That's what that's what it did for two weeks. Two weeks? Two weeks grounded. Your mom didn't even stick up for you. She My didn't. mom, actually, <laughs> she did. My dad did the grounding for two oh, weeks. Oh, gotcha. But when... when um, when dad was gone, mm-hmm. mom would let me go outside ride my bike. <laughs> <laughs> she was awesome. 
What an awesome story. You were a yeah. badass. I was such a badass. Dang. Yeah. City kid. <laughs> you kept that grudge going at seven years old. I don't know if I remembered stuff like six months. You held it. I did. I did. It's <laughs> amazing. <laughs> I, I had to I, I was I had to set an example yep and uh, stand up for you know my rocks for my rights mm-hmm. so anyway yeah. don't uh, what were their names Nikki and what Nikki and Kirk Kirky so when they were kids they Kirky. Were, he was Kirky you know Kirky. but that's, Kirk that's yeah. a dumb name anyway right Kirky yeah Stupid. yeah so <laughs> what you must have a re- you must have something that you did when you were younger uh, before you were brilliant before I was brilliant yeah yeah I um I was um I got myself cornered into doing a reality show and <laughs> how yeah how it worked was uh I was driving home from work uh I worked uh with homeless people and so I was driving home from work and I heard on the radio <laughs> they were saying hey do you want to be a uh, part of something called the reality ride where you you know you can win a car and I was like sure I was young I was like sure I want to all you got to do is call in and uh you know tell us why you should be on the reality show and so I'm like, all right. So I call while I'm driving and I just talk myself up and and, <laughs> and I hang up the phone and I forget about it. And then a couple of days later, they called me and they're like, we'd really like you to come in. And I was like, this is a joke. And but I did. I went in and <laughs> there was a thousand people there that they they had come in and then they interview each person and da 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 da. everybody leaves. And then they called me back again. And now there's only 100 people. And I'm like, holy shit, I'm going to have to do this. And then we all leave again. And then we come back and they say, you know, you are one of the 12 people. And now I'm committed to this. And I'm feeling very insecure about it. So the reality show is that for 12 days, you have to sit in a car inside of a mall and there's three cars with four people in each car. Oh, so the cars are in the mall. They're not in out the, the mall. No, they're inside okay. the mall. Okay. And so you just sit there, and every two hours they'll let you out to use the restroom. But the the game is is whoever's the last one standing gets a car. Okay. And so I'm claustrophobic. <laughs> I this is not my thing. Um, but I they're like, okay, well, build a character for yourself. Like, what do you want to be? And I'm like, all right, I'll be an, an asshole. Like, the <laughs> <laughs> so, really? Yeah, really. really. I don't know. Yeah, you didn't Hard see that coming. You. Yeah. Yes. Okay. <laughs> and so I played this character of being this like an asshole, and so I had to do all this promotional stuff beforehand. I'm hyping up the whole state of uh, Arizona on this stupid thing, <laughs> and still, it's not registering. That I'm going to actually do this. So the day comes. It's four o'clock in the morning. We, well, the, uh, the 12 of us have to shovel into this mall. I've been talking shit about everybody for two <laughs> weeks, including all the people that I'm in the cars with. And, <laughs> and I'm determined to win this car. Get in the car at four o'clock in the morning. As soon as the door shuts, I am 100% sure I don't want to do this anymore. 
<laughs> there is no way I'm going to be able to sustain this. So you already know you're claustrophobic. I'm claustrophobic. You've been second guessing. You weren't really serious from the get go. No. But but it's not until you actually get in the car. Yeah. That you go. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think so. I invested all the way up to the point where I was actually doing it, and then I was like, "This is some bullshit." And so, <laughs> and so the mall opens and. Like hundreds of people rush these cars and we're signing autographs. It's really ridiculous. Mm-hmm. I am getting more and more claustrophobic, but I've played this character for weeks on how I'm this dick that's like definitely going to win this car and everybody else sucks, right? Right. That's the character that I chose. And so, and so, and I played it up like I went full force into it. And so the day goes by, I want to die. I'm just not into this at all. And it becomes night. And now they have um, the malls closed and they have people guarding the cars to make sure if you get out, you are done. You're not in the game anymore. You forfeit it. So do you ruin it for the whole? No. uh, Okay. So the other three can still, you don't ruin it for the whole, everybody in the Mm -mm. car. It's just, you're out. You're just, you're out. They still get to move on. Yeah. They get to move on. And so, and so there, there was a, a woman who was guarding the car and, um, and I, I looked at her and I said, I'm getting out of this fucking car. <laughs> and she said, don't do it. And she looked at me and she reminded me that earlier that day they had like a big band there mm-hmm. and, uh, they let me come out and introduce the band out of the car. <laughs> ah, they and when chose I was you, yeah, they chose me. And when I introduced the band, I said, and there was a thousands of people there. I said, and my birthday's tomorrow. Make sure that you bring me some cake tomorrow. And everybody's like, yeah. So, she- <laughs> so was it really your birthday? It was my birthday. Oh, it really was? Yeah, it really okay. was. All right, that and part was true. <laughs> yeah, and so, and so everybody was stoked on that. She, she, she's like, don't get out of the car. There's going to be people here bringing you birthday cake. Don't get out of the car. And I'm like, I'm getting out of the car. I don't care what you have to say. This is torture. This is torture. This is not for me. And so I bust out of the car. Everybody else is sleeping. It's like 2 o'clock in the morning. I sneak out of the car. I grab my crap. And I get in the car and I go home. And and um, the next morning I wake up like it's just any other day that I, you know. And uh, I, I turn on the TV and, the you know, I turn on the radio and just see what's going on. And everybody is woken up and the mall's opened and apparently a hundred plus people brought cake to the mall to give to me for my birthday and sing happy birthday to me. Yeah. And I wasn't there. I was at home sleeping. Of course you weren't. And (laughs) part of the contract was I have to come back when they eliminate each person. Okay. And so I'm just like, this is going to be terrible for me. I have already set myself up for failure. I have played this character where I'm an asshole and I told everybody that they suck, but I'm the one that left. Mm -hmm. And so I'm a quitter. Mm -hmm. And they're like on, on the news, they were like, Candace left. She's a quitter. Wow. Yeah. So now everyone <laughs> in Arizona knows. Everybody in Arizona knows. This is a giant just joke. And so I have to go back that evening because they're going to eliminate somebody from a car. Mm-hmm. And so there I go to the mall. There's tons and tons and tons of people there. I sneak in the back because I all I have to do contract surely is just say, hey, I'm here. Right. Okay. So I just sneak in the back and they know I'm there. 
And the person on the microphone says, ah, Candace is here. She's a quitter. And like every single person turned around and they, it was just chaos in my direction. Oh. And it was all the shit that I said that was wild to all of these people that were in the car mm-hmm. and just all of my, you know, building myself up turned around and okay. pure revenge. So you were the recipient. <laughs> I was the recipient of the revenge. Yeah. Although you brought it on yourself. I brought it on myself. Right. I, I was the recipient of the revenge that I brought upon myself and I needed to, I had to go back again and again and again and just take it. Wow. Because I set up this character who mm-hmm. you want to give revenge to because I was I was like, I'm going to win this. You were the mouthy <laughs> biatch of the group. Yeah, and I, I was the first one. I, I was the quitter. Wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that was my birthday. That's what I did. <laughs> you know, it's, I'm, I, I realized as you're telling this story that um, I'm noticing a pattern. <laughs> What's the pattern? <laughs> <laughs> well, um, you you uh, chose the character for yourself. Totally you did. Chose to be the one that's the asshole that's mouthing off to everybody, and mm-hmm. you're just you're just mean. And, yeah, yeah. And I had a flash of um, when you told us that you once were the drench a wench yeah and, <laughs> and that's I all recall, i did there that was exactly what you did there <laughs> i'm so, really good at that like i'm really? good at i'm good at running my mouth if i if i <laughs> need to if i need to get out of a situation i know how to run my mouth for sure i don't know where i learned that from it wasn't my mom she's a quiet lady I, <laughs> somewhere along the way i learned that i have a very quick mouth right that i have to be careful with but in in i always choose i do in like any sort of acting or anything like that i'll always choose to be an asshole (laughs) (laughs) but in real life i'm not but like you know it's so fun i guess it's the dichotomy exactly i was gonna say because it's so opposite of who you really are yeah i mean you couldn't get much more opposite Mm -hmm. end of the stick so that's why it's actually so funny and if if uh if any of our listeners have not heard the drench a wench uh story it's i can't remember what episode maybe three or four but check it out because it's pretty hysterical (laughs) (laughs) anyway now I, uh, although, you know, I don't have super clear memories of everything from my young age, but I don't recall doing anything to warrant having my rocks stolen by mm. the little neighborhood hoodlums. So mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't think I deserved that. Yeah. But they, oh, I definitely deserved revenge. You did. Yeah. I, I, I did not I just, deserve. Oh, uh, no, you didn't. I know. You were innocent. I was totally. Yeah. <laughs> you were totally innocent. I would have been pissed. And, and until I became a thief. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. yeah. And, and then, then you, yeah, yeah, then then you just got, stole the apples. Right. Right. <laughs> so it, it wasn't the end of my thieving ways. I, I, I will, you know, maybe that's, we'll save that for another day. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> But yes, <laughs> but last week. <laughs> right. so, anyway, so yes, crime and revenge do not pay. I don't. You just don't. Revenge um, is uh, it's just sticky and and it's hard to hard to manage in your own heart. I don't know. It's uh, it's just not it's not a way to live. No, it it eats away it eats away at you. Mm-hmm. It robs you of. Um, 
of what's going on right now. It robs you of the life experience that you um, that you could be having in the moment. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I think that if you if <laughs> if you really do want to create a uh, a better experience of your life you really would do yourself a favor we all need to just let go of that stuff we don't keep the story alive right don't keep breathing life into it so uh you know just a a a note here Mm. do you realize i'm looking at you and do you realize you have your (laughs) do you realize you have your (laughs) Dear, do you realize you have your shirt on inside out? I just thought I'd ask if that was intentional or How dare what's you? going on here. How dare you talk about this right now? Yes, I did not know that until now. But now I kind of want to uh, reap revenge on you. <laughs> Punish me? <laughs> I'm going to go find your fucking rocks. You're gonna <laughs> I do have a lot still. Yeah. <laughs> it is, it is inside out. Well, you know what? I'm a busy woman. <laughs> Way more important things. Not to think into about. fashion. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so I think this brings us to um, our segment, Dear Shift Doctors. Do we have a. Uh, yeah, Dear a Shift letter? Doctors. This is where you uh, give us your questions and then we answer them and it could be about anything. And today we have Jill from North Dakota. She writes in, Dear Shift Doctors. Thank you for your help in advance. I have a 12-year-old and a 14-year-old. I quit my job to stay home with my kids, and now I'm ready to get back into the job market. It would really make me happy, but I would feel so guilty. I won't be able to be available to them every minute of the day like I have been. Is it wrong for me to want to go back to work? Am I rushing it? Oh, that's a good okay, question. That's an excellent question, Jill. Where did you say Jill is from again? North Dakota. Jill from North Dakota. Okay, so the kids are twelve and fourteen. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, here's my here's my take. Um, thinking back to you know what I was uh, up to and when my kids were, and they were just about that far apart too, twelve and fourteen. So they were eighteen months. So I can kind of relate to this, and uh, I can relate to starting to just get a little bit itchy to do something something in addition to being a full time mom. Mm-hmm. Um, so here's what I would say: I wasn't quite ready yet myself at that time, but I think if I was. I would not have felt guilty about it at all because, um, Jill, at this age, your kids are, you know, they've probably got their friends. They've probably got activities. I mean, it's not like they're toddlers. They don't need you every minute of the day. Uh, I, I think that there's a lot to be said for um, setting an example of, of um, following something else that's calling to you for your kids Mm -hmm. and uh you know it's not like uh, i i I don't think you're talking about like being gone on traveling the world you know for months at a time it sounds like you just want to get back into the workplace so i would say that as long as uh as your kids understand that this is something that's important to you and uh it doesn't mean that you're not gonna be you know still be their mom full-time you they just might have to make their own snack after school 
Right, exactly. I totally agree. Jill, I think that um, it's important for your kids, too, to see you happy doing things in life so that they know when they grow up they can do that as well. And so that's why I think it's so important that if working makes you happy and it's part of who you are and you've already been such a great parent and now they're old enough to make their own grilled cheese sandwich, I don't know why you wouldn't do that, even if it's part-time, even if you don't, like, go all in, mm-hmm. you know, I think that... Um, I think that you've already set these kids up for success and they're grounded and balanced in their life. And, you know, you feel like maybe you can trust leaving them and they're not going to tear up the house. Uh, I think that (laughs) I think that you uh, I think I don't know why you wouldn't do that. Yeah. You know, two things. Number one, guilt is Mm. bullshit. Yes. Amen. You know, that is like one of the biggest um, things that that plagues mothers Mm -hmm. is guilt. And you're not doing yourself any favors or your kids by carrying around guilt. So if you're going to choose to go uh, start working outside the home, then do it with a clear conscience. Don't do it with guilt hanging around you. It's it's uh, it'll wear you down. It's going to cause conflicts in your beliefs. It's just, um, you know, and that's just an energy that's going to be picked up on. Um, don't set that uh, Don't set that scenario up for your kids to see. Yeah. Right? And then the other thing, um, the, the other thing is with you being away a little bit more, um, this is an opportunity for your kids to step up a little bit. And, um, and again, you know, not only learning to make their own snack, but they can start contributing a little bit more around the house. I mean, that's how you learn to be a contributing member of society. Mm-hmm. You start in your own house. So if you want your children to grow up and be, you know, be able to stand on their own two feet and be self-sufficient, but also be a contributing member of the society that they live in, it starts learning to do that at home. Exactly. Exactly. I I completely agree. This is such a great question, Joe. Thank you so much for yeah. for for writing in. And if there is anybody that has any questions out there, you would go to we'retalkingshiftpodcast.com and leave your questions there for the shift doctors. Excellent. Yes. Excellent. So Thank you, Jill. Thank you very much, Jill. Uh let us know how it goes. Yeah. So our uh our shift gift takeaway uh, before we sign off today is uh, is this. When it comes to revenge and uh, wanting to wreak havoc on somebody else's life because you feel they've done that to you, just remember crime doesn't always pay. Mm-hmm. It does <laughs> but, not. It does not. But, but seriously, take really, it from a yeah, you know, criminal. Yeah, take it from, yeah, <laughs> take it from an ex. Um, yeah. <laughs> so my, you really have to mind your mind. This is the, this is where you need to do your own work. We all need to just intentionally direct our focus to things that make us feel good. So when you're when you find yourself living back in that story, you have to make the conscious effort to redirect your focus. It's like directing a ship and force yourself to dwell on things that make you feel good. And, uh, and with some practice, you will be able to turn the ship around and it'll be a lot easier than to just start, just let it go. Exactly. The best revenge is no revenge. 
Perfect. So, everyone, if you liked what you heard, please feel free to go over to iTunes. Give us a rating. We would love to see some stars. And as always, we appreciate your comments and uh, and uh, questions. And you can also find our, uh, our links to our podcast on Patreon, patreon.com forward slash talk and shift. The podcast is there. And please, we would love you to join us in our give a buck movement. So go there and check it out. Yes. And we're also all over social media on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter on we're talking shift podcast. Okay, everyone. Thank you. Uh, go out and make some shift happen. You too, Gary V. The preceding podcast was a TJ DeSantis production. Comments, questions, and inquiries can be directed to DeSantisProd at gmail.com.